Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees are more pessimistic that a partial shutdown of the government is on the horizon than last month. A new federal news radio online survey finds almost 70% of over 1,900 respondents say a partial government shutdown is very likely or somewhat likely to happen this weekend. In December, only 48% felt that way. Immigration debates may dominate Congress, but current immigration policy and practice rolls on. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Haiti and its characterization caused a political brouhaha in Washington. Now U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services extends temporary protected status for Haitians in the United States. Also for Salvadorans, it lets them re-register to maintain eligibility to work. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen says the programs will expire in July 2019 for Haitians, September 2019 for Salvadorans, because disaster conditions in those countries have eased. I'm Tom Temin. With the odds of a government shutdown rising, members of Congress are looking to make sure federal employees are taken care of. Virginia Congressman Don Beyer and Rob Whitman reintroduce a bill to guarantee federal employees back pay if that happens. Senator Ben Cardin has introduced similar companion bills before in his chamber as well. Representative Ralph Norman introduces a bill to ensure service members are paid even if the government shuts down. Congress passed a similar bill when the government shut down in 2013. Air Force Undersecretary Matthew Donovan says the fact that the bill was even introduced is bad news for coming to a budget deal and avoiding a shutdown. While Congress works to pass another continuing resolution, the Air Force stages a top-to-bottom review of its programs to see where it can free up money in its budget. Undersecretary Donovan says the review will look at the cost efficiency of each program and determine how each of them enhances the Air Force's lethality. The Air Force hasn't had a review of this size in about 20 years. Meanwhile, Donovan urges Congress to pass a full fiscal 2018 budget as soon as possible. Even though the Defense Department would like to know where its planes are at at all times, it needs to make sure U.S. adversaries don't. The Government Accountability Office finds security risks in the plan to outfit defense aircraft with tracking technology. GAO says DOD and the Federal Aviation Administration need a way to keep the tracking information from falling in the wrong hands, as the automatic dependent surveillance broadcast technology could be vulnerable to cyber attacks. DOD's nominee for Undersecretary of Research and Engineering puts his weight behind Obama-era initiatives some feared had fallen by the wayside. Michael Griffin voices support for efforts like the Defense Innovation Unit Experimental and the Strategic Capabilities Office to maintain the United States military technology edge. With the hopes of getting the public more involved with the government and the military, the National Commission on Military, National, and Public Service officially launches. The 11 presidentially appointed members will travel across the country to collect public feedback on perceptions of the military and other civil service programs. The commission will develop a series of recommendations and deliver them to Congress and the president by March 2020. They'll study the state of selective service and the role for women in the military. The NIH system that awards billions of dollars in grants each year is going to the cloud. The National Institutes of Health seeks help in putting its Electronic Research Administration grants management system in the cloud. NIH releases a draft statement of work detailing 16 assorted tasks for vendors to provide. NIH currently hosts the ERA system in-house. The agency receives more than 157,000 grant applications annually, and the system processes more than $30 billion in grants each year. The five-year contract would be worth as much as $75 million. Comments on the draft RFP are due by February 2nd. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.